Brilliant. I want to just release all those young people who are going to what we call YPs, Young People's Group with the Discipleship class. Those are the 12 and 13-year-olds. You're, you're welcome to go to that right now. I just wanted to... Uh, here we go. Happy Mother's Day. Here, we got it up there already. You know, to have a Mother's Day in our culture, and they have it in a culture of many cultures around the world, it really, have you ever just stopped and thought, have, have this morning in all your busyness, and I understand that it gets busy to get to church sometimes, in all the busyness of life, if you just take a moment just to breathe right now, mothers, is that okay, Kate? You can, all you, shall you stop, relax. And everybody else too, because have you ever thought why we really do have Mother's Day? Uh, because Mother's Day is obviously there, to honor mothers, to acknowledge mothers, the sacrifice they made, the commitment they've given to all of us because we've all had a mother. If you're sitting here alive and breathing, that is the fact and reality. We've all had that mother. And you know, when you think about it, we don't have a child's day, we don't have an auntie's day, do we? And the reason I think we have a mother's day is because, because the, the, there's, there's a time in all of our lives when we'll pass through this moment in our life when we've had a mother, uh, has a mother, is a mother, is married to a mother, or knows a mother. Is that right? All of us have got some connection to mothers in some way. And so that's why I think mothers is celebrated. And I, to be honest, I don't think we just need one day to celebrate. I think we should, every day is an opportunity just to say thank you to mothers. <laughs> I think... I think it's one of the great things we could do most weeks of our life, you know. Ring up mom or just say, mom, I appreciate you, I thank you. And you know, as children, it's not just when they do things for us or give us things that say thank you. We should just thank them. You know, the fact that you're alive is a reality that we need to thank them, isn't it? Winston, you know, some mothers do a lot of wonderful things and they've influenced us for good. Winston Churchill, that famous Prime Minister of England who, who was the first Prime Minister from 1939 to 1945 through the Second World War, um, nearing the time of, uh, of the end of his uh, Prime Ministership, a reporter was going to write an article on him in the big newspaper in London and they sent him a, a preview of it and the article was about all the people in Winston Churchill's life who had influenced him the most. And so they sent him the uh, documentation the, so he could edit it, and he read through it. The next day, he, he, uh, he went and talked to the editor or to the editor, and he said, you know what, what you've written is correct, but you've forgotten the greatest teacher of all. And you guessed it, he said, my mother, you forgot her in there. And you know, that's a tr reality, isn't it? Mothers have quite literally, as they've influenced and loved the children, in, uh, some of the children of this world have become great leaders, they've influenced nations. Not, not mightn't be direct, but it's certainly as they've influenced people, they've, they've influenced people to grow up and lead nations. And praise God for mothers, hey. Praise God for mothers. And so, um, in, in saying all that, I, I understand this morning, motherhood for a lot of us can be, and hopefully all of us, can be a happy and joyous occasion today. But there's a reality side to motherhood as well, because there can be some elements of pain and sadness about motherhood and and i'm very aware of that my not every family is like the brady bunch not every family or every home is like the little house on the prairie <laughs> remember that one so we we sometimes what happens is maybe this morning you've recently or on some time in your life you've lost your mother 
and, and, and the truth is that Mother's Day, and I don't want to bring things up, but the reality is it can be a moment of, of thought and, and element of grief there in that. Um, maybe for some of us, uh, the reality is we lose children, don't we? And there's some pain in that. Um, maybe we have difficulties because you had difficulties with your mother and your mother wasn't the ideal mother. Um, maybe today you feel even some sense of, I didn't do the best job as a mother. I want to say, don't, don't allow that guilt to rule your heart either, but it can happen. And maybe today you've never able to have children, and that can be a sense of loss as well. And maybe today you never had a real mother, and you were raised in a foster home or raised with another family, and you don't know your mother. That's a reality for people today. Um, maybe you're a single mum this morning, and you struggle with the fact that you're there by yourself trying to raise your children. And when I say single mum, unfortunately, I do also want to de define that in that it's also sometimes we have fathers, but they're absent. And some mums raise their children by themselves, and that's sad, isn't it? So there's a, there's a whole lot of myriam of things that all of us could have faced today or faced in this past, the, our lives, our history, and... Uh, Maybe uh, today you might have another situation that I haven't mentioned, but I want to just say this morning, I'm so thankful, I'm so glad that the reality is, and I say it with sincerity because it can, something of a, uh, a catchphrase, but it shouldn't be this morning, that our Heavenly Father is a Heavenly Father that wants to minister to all people, and this morning, I believe He just wants to minister encouragement and love, particularly to our mothers, and there's something in this message for all of us, but I want to encourage our mothers this morning, and because our God is not a God that kind of, you know, blesses you with motherhood and then just hangs you out the dry and say, well, toddle off, along you go, have a good crack at it. God is there, and He gives us some incredible words of encouragement uh, that we can find in the Scripture and in truth, and by His presence. He wants to build up, inspire, encourage, I believe, mothers today. And I want to just say, you know, maybe over the last 48 hours, some of us have written a Mother's Day card. Who's written a Mother's Day card? Okay, righto. Who has yet to write a Mother's Day card? We'll just close our eyes. But, you know, some of us would have hopefully texted a message, left a message on the phone, written a Mother's Day card, something like that, sent something. Maybe you've said some words that are encouraging. But if God was to write a Mother's Day card to you this morning, mums, what would he write? Hmm. If he was to write a Mother's Day card to you, if he was to text you a message, what would he write? If he was to, um, you know, send an email today, what would he write? What would he say to you? I, want, I would just like to, I'd like to presume this morning what God would say. And I want to just encourage you with these thoughts. Because I think God wants to speak a lot to all people. But I think particularly today, I just want him to, how about you listen? And just, I want to give you some things that I think God would say in a Mother's Day card. And if it relates to you, great. If it doesn't, throw it out. But uh, see if you can pick out something today that says, yeah, I received that. The first thing that I think God would want to say to mothers this morning is for any mothers who may have ever experienced, maybe not this morning, ever experienced discouragement. I've come to the understanding that mothers isn't for the faint-hearted. It, it isn't for the person who's weak. Motherhood is an incredibly courageous uh, occupation. Uh, it takes courage to be a mother. 
and, and, and it takes encouragement to raise our children. And the word encouragement literally means to instill courage in our children. And if there's one thing that mothers can do, their opportunity is to instill courage in their children. My, oh my, I watched my, my wife give birth to three children. That takes courage, ladies. Just a physical, there's some physical limitations on birth, I noticed. It doesn't happen all that easy. And so that takes courage. But... <laughs> The truth is, even more courage, I think, for mums is to raise their children. Um, because birth is a moment in time, but raising children is a lifetime. It's a lifetime. And, and it, one of the most important jobs that a mother has is to raise children. And God willing, there'll be fathers there as well. But certainly mothers have an incredibly important role in that. And I wanted to, this verse here, listen to what I believe God would just say. We'll have to fix that um, back there, please, Jeff because it's not working. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. This is what God writes on the inside of his mother's card to you. If there's an element, if you've ever felt discouraged, Isaiah chapter 40, the creator of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary. That's, that's in complete contrast to mothers. <laughs> there's weary times. And then it says, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth may faint and be weary, but those who wait or trust the Lord will find what? New strength. They'll be strong like eagles soaring upward on wings. They'll walk and run without getting tired. God says in verse 28, his understanding is unsearchable. I love that simple thought. His understanding is unsearchable. In other words, you'll never understand how much he understands you. You'll never truly grasp how much God understands you today because it's unsearchable. He understands the emotions we have. He understands the issues and discouragement we face sometimes. He doesn't excuse them. He just understands them. I like a God. I, I, I'm glad our Heavenly Father doesn't excuse us. He doesn't make excuses for you, but He just understands you. That's good. It's not like, um, it's not like humans you know, sometimes we, we can say to one another without really knowing what other, each other goes through. We can say, I understand. And I think most of us now know that's not what you say to a person, is that right? Unless you really do know and understand what they're going through because you've been through it. But it's not a good thing sometimes just to say, ah, oh, you know, I understand. And, and yet we don't really understand. But you know what? Jesus Christ can rightly say to us, he understands this morning because there's no emotion, no temptation, no struggle, no pressure, no issue that he hasn't ever faced, that you have faced. He understands. He's faced it. And so when, when the God of the universe says, I understand through his son Jesus, he understands. He understands. Um, one of the last things that Jesus Christ saw before he died on the cross was his mother. You can imagine the scene. He's on the cross. He's profusely bleeding out. He sees his mother, he looks into her eyes, and I think what Jesus saw in the face of Mary that particular day, it saw an element of pain and discouragement. Um, at the same time, maybe he saw that, she, you know, it did say several times leading up to this event of the crucifixion that she kept things in her heart. And so as a mother, I think she would have experienced the pain of watching her son die. She would have experienced the grief of that. And Jesus looked down at her and the last, some of the last words he said before he died on that cross was he instigated a program and a system that she would be looked after. And he said to John the disciple, basically, would you look after my mum? 
One of the, have you ever thought of that? One of the last things Jesus Christ, the Son of God, ever did was say, Someone, John, you, look after my mum. How important are mums, hey? How important are mums? And he understands the frustrations when you're doing your shopping and your children aren't cooperating. For some of you, those days are long gone, but you've got grandchildren that still do the same thing and it brings back incredible memories. You know, when you're frazzled because the children sleep when you want to be awake and they're awake when you want to be asleep. But you know, in this verse in Isaiah, the key word is trust or to wait. And I want to encourage mothers, you know, as, you, as mothers, as you give God time in your life, God will give you time to be able to live and cope and, and, and address your children in the right way. As you give time, God time, just whatever, in worship or prayer or whatever, I know God continually helps to give us time. And you know, often when we give God time, then we're in the right frame of mind to give our children time. Because that's what it says, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. There's, there's a wonderful lady, one of the heroes in my book of the faith, her name was Susanna Wesley. Now, Susanna Wesley um, died at the age of 73 in 1742. So it was quite a few centuries ago. She had 19 children. That was a good number, isn't it? Um, if we combined about 10 families here, we'd get 19 children. <laughs> but she certainly had her fair share of pregnancy. Um, I, I think she probably was pregnant for most of her life. Unfortunately, nine of those died in infancy. So she ended up with 10. They didn't have the medical procedures they do today, obviously. So Susanna Wesley... Uh, never preached a message, she never shared a, a, a sermon, she never planted a church, but she's continually uh, known in being in the, one of the founding ladies who was influ influential in planting the Wesleyan Methodist Church, which back in those days when it started was a hot, fiery, full of the Holy Ghost Church. The Wesleyan Methodist still exists today to some extent. And the reason that she is kind of accredited for that is because around that table in her kitchen, she would have her 10 children, surviving children, and she would teach them God's Word and, and, and homeschool them and train them in the things of God. And often what she would find of Susanna Wesley, she'd put her apron over her head. And when her apron went over her head, she put her head on the, on the big kitchen table. Her children knew that was the time to leave mum alone because that's the time she would pray and cry out to her God. And as her children played around her feet. And here was a lady... And out of those 10 children too, John Wesley and Charles Wesley founded the Wesleyan Methodist Church based upon the principles and the encouragement and the, the things that their mother taught them. What a wonderful lady. I want to tell you, many women have influenced great people to be great people. Some of you are where you are today because of the incredible mothers that we have and I'm thankful and today if there's an element of discouragement I want to say don't give up your if you would open the Mother's Day card this morning Isaiah chapter 40 Isaiah says but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength they will be strong like eagles soaring upward on wings and they'll walk and run without getting tired I want to say that's what God wants to speak to your heart today ever an element of time of discouragement I'm sure there will be why don't we just remember our God understands. The other thing that God wants to write in his Mother's Day card this morning is for those mothers who have ever felt angry. You've ever felt angry? 
Mothers, if you've never gotten angry with your children, you need to be nominated for sainthood. <laughs> Don't sit there with a smile and act all... Of course we get angry. Fathers get angry. I remember the time my mother hit me with a handbag. <laughs> right, across the, right across the head. I tell you what, it made me think, I think I upset her. <laughs> I think I pushed her too far. She never did it again. She'd never done it before. It was just this one time, obviously, as a 13-year-old, I just pushed the right buttons that particular day. She came up to me and just went, bang. <laughs> I was in shock. My mother's a beautiful mother. But the reality is she got angry, and the fact that I'm recalling it, please don't think that I haven't forgot, forgiven her. I have. I have forgiven her. The reality is she's had to forgive me for many more things than I've had to forgive for her. And that would be the same as your mother's. Our mothers get angry. I stand in the shopping center, and uh, I see mothers with little children, and they're angry and frustrated. Maybe they've got two toddlers around the shopping cart, and they've got another little baby sitting in it, and they say these things like, things that they, interesting comments, they say, do you want me to hit you? It, it, the reality is, it's a, uh, it's a silly question, isn't it? What's the child going to say? Yeah, go for all your life, mum. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Have your best shot. <laughs> of course, but the, the point is they're frustrated. They're angry. You know, uh, they're just facing the struggles of trying to do the shopping and look after three children. Um, that's a reality, isn't it? Listen to what God says inside of his Mother's Day card this morning. He says, be angry and, um, not that one, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Oh, you say, okay. You know, God doesn't say it's wrong to be angry. But he just says, he just says, you need to control your anger. And that's, uh, and there's a purpose for anger. As a parent, I've, I've discovered it would be wrong not to get angry at a, um, at a child that is lack of respect or insolent or, or cheeky. It would be wrong not to be angry. If you didn't get angry over it and you permitted it, that would be just as bad as getting out of control, wouldn't it? I think there's a reason for anger. I think there's a reason for a stirring in our emotion. God says be angry, but don't sin. Another, so, to, you know, deal with it. Turn, it, turn our anger in a useful tool, not into a weapon of mass destruction. In other words, don't control our anger and let God help us control it. Don't let anger control you. The, there was a guy called Peter Lawrence, and he said this. He says, speak when you have uncontrolled anger, and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. And that's the truth, isn't it? So we, it, it, it's okay. I've got angry with my children and I've learned that you just got to walk away sometimes and let yourself calm down, hey? You don't want to have the handbag incident happening. <laughs> Mind you, it did make me think <laughs> at the time. Here's another thing that I think God would write this morning, because not only do as mothers do we feel discouraged, but there's elements and elements of anger sometimes. But there's also... Um, I think, elements that when we feel alone as mothers. You know, um, 
have a house full of children. Uh, you're the only one there looking after them. Maybe you've got a house full of everybody else's children sometimes as well, all wanting your attention. And, you know, you can feel alone. You can be in the middle of a shopping center with hundreds of people around you and two screaming kids, and you can feel alone. That's a reality, isn't it? And I love what Jesus says, if he's, what he wrote in John chapter 14, verse 18. He says, come on. If he was to write a Mother's Day card, I think he'd write this to you this morning. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I'll not leave you comfortless. God doesn't want to leave us without any comfort, without any encouragement in those times when we feel alone. There's a, there's a passage in Scripture when Gabriel the angel said to a very famous mother called Mary this. For with God, nothing is impossible. I want you to take a moment to look at this verse with me. Because it doesn't say that nothing is impossible for God, although that's true. It says this, it says nothing is impossible with God. Have you got that? It doesn't say nothing is impossible for God, that's true. But it says nothing is impossible with God. So the inference here is that God wants to be with us to do the possible, the impossible. Um, we can say, God, you know, what, we can't say, God, you go and sort out my kids. You, you, know, you know, you want to do the impossible, God? They're impossible. You sort them out. No, God would prefer to say this. No, let me do the impossible, what you think is impossible, which isn't impossible for me. I'm going to do it with you. That's my preference, to do it with you and not apart from you. And so I want to help you be the mother, be the father, whatever it is, a parent, to actually help you with your kids. I'm not going to leave you out because ultimately they need to see me through you. That's what God says. They, ultimately, they need to see God in you. And you and God are the majority uh, against any force that your child might like to bring against you. And when Jesus left this earth, and be with his heavenly father he just left a little promise and he just said this and lo i'm with you always even to the end of the world what bit did we forget about that what bit have we forgot in the time of our struggles and time of our anger or discouragement or loneliness that our heavenly father says he'll never leave us nor forsake us he's always going to be there even to the end of the world that's a good promise isn't it even to the end of the world um, will the world end tomorrow? Probably not. No, actually won't. I don't know when, but I'm glad God says He's going to be there. He's going to be there. At the end, and the end of the world or the end of the earth sometimes can be the shopping mall where you may be shopping and you feel lonely. It can be the early mornings when the child won't settle and it just wants to cry when you want to sleep. That can be the end of the earth for you sometimes and that's where God says, I can be there in those times. So, you know, God's Mother's Day card is continually encouraging us in the midst of those times when we just feel lonely. Just, You know, the other thing, the last thing that I see that God would want to write in a Mother's Day card. Now, you may say, you're not a mother, so how can you know? No, I just watch my mother and I reflect now on where she was at and what happened in her life. I've also watched the mother of my daughters and all those things. And I'm not saying that. Michelle got, you know, all these things from Michelle's issues, but I've certainly sensed and been with her through these times. Here's the last thing I think God would write. I think he would say, you know, when you feel tired, when you're just downright tired, when you're tired. Have you ever had someone come along um, and you're a stay-at-home mum 
and say to you, or maybe you've heard this happen, and they say to a stay-at-home mum, so you're a mother, do you work <laughs> as well? And I know the first response may have been to laugh hysterically till you cry and grab them by the neck and say, you do not know. But mothers who stay at home work full time, all the time. Flat out, don't they? It's been said that if a typical mother were out in the business world, she would be worth about $1.9 million every year because she's a taxi driver, psychologist, a doctor, a chef. Give me some more. A maid. A teacher. A counsellor. A moose. What was that? A nurse. Best friend. A shepherd. A chef. Cook everything. Cleaner. There we go. Which children here need to go home and clean their room? Probably not many children here to do that. Yeah, Joel, right, eh? They're all at the back. So, you know, no wonder they get tired. There's a fairly big um, job profile for mothers, I think you'd agree. And if we were to open up Mother's Day card today and see what God would say, I think he'd like, kind of like say to this, come unto me all who kind of labor and are overburdened, I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Um, and I've discovered that mothers won't find rest hiding in the cupboard, come out of the cupboard. You won't find rest hiding in the toilet as much as that's a nice place to be sometimes. There was a young mother who was given a playpen. You know what a playpen is? It's a, it's a thing that you, you, know, you put your children in and they can't get out. It's a barrier. And the young mother wrote back to the people who gave her the playpen and said, I spend 30 minutes and every day and the kids can't get to me. It's brilliant. And you know, the reality is, is that sometimes we just want rest. We just want to get out of the scene. We want to get away from our children and say, just give me some time. Um, you know, I want to encourage us this morning. God wants to just, whatever, you, I mightn't have mentioned the things that you face or the struggles or the pain or grief elements that you may have faced as motherhood. And maybe some of those things you've faced at different times and there might be other things as well today. But I want, to know, I want you to know, our Heavenly Father, it doesn't go unnoticed. I mean, he sent Gabriel to a young lady who gave birth to his son. And he knew the struggle she was going to go through. Just imagine Mary's um, elements of loneliness when she found out she was pregnant. And people said about her, well, she's, just been, she's just been, you know, obviously you know, doing something wrong. <laughs> she's been out with somebody. And she's fallen. Just imagine the elements of loneliness, feeling what people would think about her. Just imagine the elements that the, you know, Jesus' mother Mary felt and of discouragement and who's going to look after me? What are my parents going to think? Just imagine the elements as they walked to Jerusalem and, and then that night she gave birth to Jesus and the tiredness in her heart. Just imagine the, the process she went through. And maybe, maybe she got angry with people as they treated her bad. I don't know, but the reality is God understands. And so much more, I want you to understand that He understands you. You might not understand all about Him, but He understands you. I I, this um, Mother's Day, I had this brilliant idea yesterday morning. I'd send, because I can't be with my mum. She lives in Brisbane. I live here. So I thought I'd send her a bunch of flowers. And I found a florist not far from where she lives in the suburb of Brisbane that she lives in. And I rang her up, and she was most helpful. And uh, she made a big bunch of flowers, and she sent me a picture of the flowers. 
And, and this is what it looks like. That's a nice bunch of flowers. So my, yeah, we won't talk about that price, but it doesn't matter. It's Mother's Day. No wonder she was so happy on the end of the phone. <laughs> but, and, and the interesting thing that unfolded on the day is she said, I will have that ready and I'll, I'll deliver it about one o'clock. I said, good. I said, I rang my mum this morning and she said she's going to be home all day. Well, <laughs> I rang my mum at half past four. She probably was wondering why I was ringing her so much, but that's okay. I ring her at half past four. I said, how was your day? She said, brilliant. Your sister came and picked me up and took me out. <laughs> Oh, that's good, Mum. Great. What do you, you, know, you can't kind of say anything, can you? You want it to be a surprise. I said, oh, okay. Right, we had a bit of a chat. And so, are you staying home now? Yeah, yeah, I'm home for the rest of the afternoon and night. Brilliant. Okay. So, you're not going out? No? No, I'm not going out? Well, yeah. No, she didn't ask that question. I think she was thinking it. And so, I rang. I finally got onto the florist again. And I said, I'm sorry she wasn't there. She snuck out. And that Flores said, yeah, that's what precious 80-year-olds do sometimes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I said, I apologize. I said, could you possibly drive around there now and give it to her? She said, not a problem. My, my husband's going to go and buy me a coffee and uh, he'll drop it off. They only lived less than a kilometer from my mum's place, which is which why I chose a florist close to her. So, you know, half past five, I ring up mum because she hasn't rang yet. I thought she would get excited about the flowers. I was more excited than she was. And I rang her, I said, oh, g'day, Mum. And she says, hey, I just got a bunch of flowers from you. Oh, I said, that's great. She says, I'm just chopping them up now and putting them in different vases all over the house. I said, that's great, Mum. Whatever you want to do with your flowers, it's your flowers. <laughs> she said, they look so beautiful. Every I said, oh, that's great. She said, you know those blue ones? I think they dyed them. I said, no, I think they're, they're real flowers. You can't dye flowers. But my wife tells me you can. But anyway, <laughs> they're so blue. I want to just say... I could give my mum a hundred bunches of those flowers and it'd probably never be enough for to say thank you. And you know, you could send a hundred bunches to your mother today and, and, and it'd never be enough, would it, to say thank you. And maybe your mum treated you badly as well. And, they just, and you don't even want to send her one bunch. <laughs> Let alone a hundred bunches because you just know that there were some things she just, that went down that weren't good. But I want to say this morning that God does not abandon us. And God's love for us is continual. And that his, his care for us, if he could, he'd send a thousand bunches to you and say, I love you. And as I've said before, you can never do anything bad enough that would stop him from loving you. And you can never do anything good enough to stop him from loving you any more than he does. He just loves. And our Father reaches out to us. And so I'm so appreciative of that. My, our Heavenly Father gives us more than we could ever, ever understand. Or no? Can we have the musicians back this morning and how about we just stand together, stretch our legs for a moment on this Mother's Day?
So on this Mother's Day, God wants to minister His love and grace. You know, some of you as ladies came here this morning and, and maybe one or two of you um, thought, oh gee, I'm not quite sure if I want to be here today because they're probably going to talk about mothers and the whole mother issue wasn't the best thing for me. I know that some people have actually contacted me this week and they're not here because it's Mother's Day, because of the pain of mothers and the situations there. At least they contacted and at least told me and said, please understand. I said, not a problem. But we have a Heavenly Father that reaches down and I'm just so glad He can minister the very hearts and lives of mothers today, of fathers today, of lives today and um, encourage us. And I wonder if today, if I could do something really bold and I can just invite all the mothers just to come to the front just in this service. We're not going to spend a long time, but I could, is that okay? I'm not going to embarrass anybody in particular. I just love all the mothers just to come and step forward. Because I just love to pray for you where you are right now. It's not my prayer that's any stronger than anybody else's, but just all the mums. Just come in, just come forward. Fit in here, that's it. Because not only have we got mothers here, we've got grandmothers, we're great-grandmothers, we've got mothers. Is Alice here this morning? Where's Alice? Where is she? There she is. You know, mothers, being a mother isn't necessarily just giving birth to children. Mothers is when your mother and children, Alice mothered many children over her life as she took in kids and fostered them and loved them and cared for them in the north part of our nation of Australia. So mothers, it represents many different things. Mothers of different cultures, mothers, we just want to honor you this morning. I'd, if there is, if there's the rest of us, if you're a child here today, and that means they're men, I'd love you just to come and stand behind and support mothers. Is that okay? Come and just, come and stand behind them. Children today, men today, you're all children. Come and just... Come on, come and stand behind. Don't be shy. Just stand with them. If it's your mom, stand with them. Stand behind them. Don't let one mum be... Where's... Oh, someone stand here. Your kids are here. We've got others. We need... Oh, Claire, you're going to come and stand with Fiona here. She's... In... Are we all good? We've got some mothers there. Is there some people there? Got some more people over here. That'd be good. You might know them. Okay. So right now, whatever the situation may be in your life as a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, a foster mother, a carer for others, um... I want you just today, whether it's to give God something and say, God, take that, that's been painful, or to just say, thank you, God, for the goodness of what you've done for me as a mother. Whatever the situation, there's something that might have been said this morning that really particularly relates to you. I want you just to be able to today feel free. As we pray, just to say, God, here it is. Maybe today it's to pray for your children. You know, I think we, we love our kids and our grandchildren. We just want to see good things happen. Maybe today it's... A, 
because you're a mother who cares and you see the child that's kind of gone a bit wayward today, that, let that be your prayer. So let's just pray. If you want to lift your hands out in response to God, do that this morning, whatever. You'll feel free today. Heavenly Father, today we thank you, uh, God, that you're here, that your presence is here. Father, we thank you for every mother that's represented, every grandmother, every great-grandmother, every foster mother, every carer today that's cared for children. Uh, Father, we commit them to you. And you know in every individual little heart of every lady here this morning, what has transpired in their lifetime, what is still transpiring, God and I ask that your spirit would minister, impart your truth and love and encouragement into their hearts this morning. For some of them to continue to press on, Lord, through some of the difficulties. For some of them, it's just pure praise they want to give you for what you've helped them to do and achieve. Father, that they would know not just the pain of childbirth, but they just know your strength in all of that. And they've had the pain of maybe some of their children wayward. May they just know today your peace and joy to continue to love their kids in the most difficult circumstances. Father, we commit them to you. We lay them in your hands. Even the mothers here on stage, Shah and Kate, and every mother represented, every grandmother, great-grandmother and foster mother today. We present them, commit them to you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor and all the praise. We thank you, God, that you are faithful to us. And we thank you when we're tired and discouraged and angry that we just know your strength, Lord, as parents. Thank you, Father. Rosalind, um, can I just pray just a word of encouragement? And maybe you know this in your heart, but you know, as you continually pray, and as you have for your children, for your grandchildren, God will be faithful. I don't know how that unfolds, but may it be encouragement to you. Uh, Father, we just thank you. We just thank you and praise you. Come on, let's just sing this one song. Is that okay before we close? Only scratch the surface. Yes, Lord. 